0: Hey, hey, good morning, everyone. You are with Tom from Ludicrous Feed. Thank you so much for joining us this beautiful Saturday morning, Saturday 21st of October 2023 here in Sydney, Uh, beautiful blue sky outside. It is 8.04. And looking forward to chatting with all of you this morning about EVs and renewable energy. Let's say good morning to our regular guest, of course, Riz from Carloop. Hey, Riz, how are you this morning?
1: Yeah, Tom, going well. So excited to be here. There's so much going on. It's just, it's buzzing. We've had the Tesla's earnings call. We know a bit more about Cybertruck, the new products. And there's been a bit of a sneak peek, which was brought to our attention from the one and only, the mayor of Nashville, the king (laughs) of the gong, Nash himself, around the new Model 3 that's coming out.
0: Yeah, that's right. The new Model 3, I don't know, Plaid, Ludicrous, whatever you want to call it. The Performance Model 3 uh, refresh, that's... uh, I think someone in the US uh, released uh, some sort of leaked parts of... So, yeah, looking forward to chatting about that. But before we get into it, uh, I just wanted to acknowledge our sponsors this morning, as always. uh, Carloop, Wallbox, and EV for sponsoring our live streams. So make sure you uh, check them out in the video description. I've got some coupon codes for Wallbox and EV. So, yeah snag yourself a good deal uh from ludicrous feed uh let's say good morning Riz, to some of our viewers uh we've got uh tassie ev1 saying good morning from wet tassie this morning uh and tassie thalassine saying good morning and here on the south island sipping my coffee in anticipation of the upcoming stream Woo-hoo! Oh, on my laptop not because of the rain and scott's watching from lake macquarie hey scott nice to, of you to join us this morning and Robin Jules uh, need some extra coffee this morning. Yes, I've got some uh, video from Robin Jules, which uh, which they shared from the BYD opening in Brisbane uh, earlier this week. So thanks for that. We'll have a look at that very shortly. Thanks, Billy. Yes, hit that like upon entry. Yes, it's not a condition of entry, but it'd be nice of you to put that uh, link. Oh. Hit that like button uh, as you come up into the stream. Thanks for joining us. If you're watching us live, uh, thank you so much. Uh, make sure you leave a comment like these people are. If you're watching us on replay, hello as well. Leave a comment below. And uh, if you're listening to us on audio podcast, welcome. I've got JD Media uh, from the surf beach, uh, Torquay in Victoria. That's how you pronounce it, isn't it? Riz, Torquay? Yeah, Torquay. Yep. Uh, good, thanks. Uh, looks like the MotoGP has been moved from Sunday to today due to storms. Okay, Cool. Ooh. Uh, Mark's from Melbourne. Hello. Hey, Gaffer from Nashville. Hello there. And Abby's what from Melbourne West. Uh, oh, okay. And Jay's been targeted with anti-EV and anti-renewable energy sentiments this morning. Okay, well, I, I don't see how that's oh. different from any other day. But uh, yeah, okay, it must be extra spicy this morning. We'll get into that very shortly. Um, and yeah, Scott's saying just, yeah, it's our job, actually. It is our uh, duty to fact-check these and just debunk them and, yeah, see, sort out the truth from the myths. Uh, I'm awake, Dazzy. Don't worry, I'm here. And uh, <laughs> yeah, finished doing my hair and makeup. All good. And yeah, hello, Kevin. As always, uh, Riz. Kevin's always joining us from Florida. Nice, nice He one. he
1: is on 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 all both our weekly streams. So yeah. yeah, thanks for the commitment, Kevin. And yeah, good to hear
0: that you're doing well. Absolutely. And John, uh, John wants your autograph, Riz Hollywood Riz. He's famous, you oh. know. He really is.
1: Look, it's um, you, you know what it's like. I'll be I'll be sending them out in the coming weeks um, to to all the to
0: all the fans of Ludicrous Feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, um, and yeah, and we've got uh, Pranith from Adelaide. Hello there. And um, we've got Kenneth saying, "Hi guys, was waiting for new Model Three. Changed mind rapidly this week. Okay, you're Ooh. not alone, Kenneth. I think uh, bought the model. Uh, sorry, bought the BYD Seal Performance. Yeah, changed to white on black after $50 discount. Uh, so eligible for the New South Wales rebate. Absolute bargain. So if you guys don't know, uh, BYD just very quietly dropped their performance price." By fifty dollars, which means that it's actually under the New South Wales threshold. So you get a three thousand dollar rebate if you order before the first of January twenty twenty four. So it's a pretty good deal, Riz, for a car that can go from zero to hundred and three point eight seconds for under sixty-eight thousand or under sixty nine thousand dollars. Oh, it's it's a lot of car for
1: the money. And also, you know, just, just seeing it in person, how premium it is. I think it's going to be a lot of people will be very happy with it. Um, once they once they get it. And you know, it's uh there's, it's been a segment in the market. Not everyone can pay, you know, hundred odd thousand dollars for the Model Three performance, or it's in upper ninety thousands now. Um, So this car offering that with subsidies in states like New South Wales is is it's a bargain. So make the most of it. I've I've heard people that have uh, swapped their BYD Dolphins for a base model BYD Seal. So they really have shaken the market. It'd be really interesting to see how the coming months turn out and how many they can get into the country and what the breakdown is performance versus your standard range dynamic.
0: Yeah, I mean, the BYD SEAL is coming at 49,888, which is actually cheaper than the Ato 3 uh, extended range. I know the different yeah. cars, but gosh, the pricing is uh, simply amazing, really. So, yeah, and, you know, Scott, Scott says, Riz, you and Danny did a great job on the BYD SEAL launch on uh, uh, Tuesday last week, so well done. Uh, Kenny's joining us. Uh, great to have these Saturday morning streams. Yeah, I'd love to be with you guys. Um, thanks for joining us, everyone. And uh, we've got Stephen from New Beath in Queensland, uh, also Hermanto, thinking of a performance BYD as well. So, not sure about bill quality and resale value. Well, there's one megastore in Sydney and Brisbane now. So, I don't know. Get, mm. get around to one of them before 1st of uh, January 2024. If you're in New South Wales, that you can possibly get a rebate to.
1: And, and in terms of just quickly on the on the Build quality and a performance is still nearly seventy grand for most people, but getting something like that, like a like a even a dynamic for most people, uh, getting into an EV, it's it offers a lot of tech. Like BYD's, you know, it's not Tesla level in terms of technology, but when it comes to the infotainment and the in-car experience, it's generally pretty good. So it's mm. a big step up on most other ICE brands that are out there so worth a test drive at the very least
0: yeah absolutely and um you know and also i should say too that uh byd seal's got uh, apple carplay and android auto so you know it goes a long way to bridge that gap between the tesla infotainment system which is of course in-house the one thing that byd seal doesn't have is uh, trip planning or route planning for evs that's probably one thing i do regret uh not having but you know if you don't drive long distance it doesn't matter too much hopefully one day there'll be a software update to enable that we'll see
1: Um, Tom, just a quick one on that. Do you think that they, um, a better route planner? Mm. Is that available? Like, does that involve trip planning for vehicles? Like, like, let's say, I'm I've got one on my, if I have one on my mobile phone, Mm. um, do I need to put in my initial sort of range or where I start off and then it works out where you'll end up? Is that how yeah. it works?
0: New experience? Yeah, that's right. That's how it works. So you can have a com on Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Mm. Uh, it doesn't have battery management planning. Of course, it's not plugged into your car. But as you said, Riz, you can you can set the custom values for your vehicle to start with, and then you can always alter it along the way as well. So it's kind of a manual trip planning, not as good as Tesla, where it's automatic, of course, but yeah. There are ways around it if you really need it. So, and, and premium only premium subscription allows that in the car, which is I think pretty cheap, it's like five yeah. five euros or something like that per month. So, worth having, yes. I think. Okay, cool guys. Um, and uh, yeah, sixty nine viewers. Uh, how timely hey. at uh, yeah eight twelve a m. Uh, nine minutes into the stream. So yeah, keep keep those comments coming, coming, everyone. And uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, EVs. So, Riz, let's kick off with a story now. Which one would you want to start with uh, this morning? Do you think?
1: I think we touched on um, the the Model 3 ludicrous or performance or whatever it will be called, mm-hmm. which was missed as part of the Highland refresh announcements in September. Um, and now Tesla's released their uh, uh, service manual. Um, and I think there's a parts list in there as well that you can look at. And as part of that, the Kilowatts guy based in San Francisco has picked up some of these uh details, which, you know, uh the mayor of Nashville, uh Nash himself in the gong has shared with everybody. And you know, we know Nash is a performance vehicle sort of a fan. Um and yeah, this this looks pretty cool.
0: Yeah, Nash is definitely an avid performance fan through and through. And um, this was actually reshared. Well, the kilowatts post was reshared by Nash, as you said, Riz. Let's have a look at uh, the kilowatts, and uh, this is the parts catalog that Tesla's been working on for the performance version. And you can see there that sort of plaid logo, I guess, down here uh, with the dual motor, so signifying it potentially could be a, you know, called plaid. Whether it is a three-motor vehicle, it's yet to be seen. Of course, uh, I read this morning it could potentially even be called ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, ludicrous, which was the first sort of launch kind of thing that uh, Tesla had back in the day for Model S. Um, so yeah, exciting stuff. And also, there's the parts catalog here. Let's have a look. So we've got a rear sill plate, right hand badge, dual motor, satin chrome, and then uh, so the wheel the parts as well. Yeah, very interesting. What do you
1: think about the? I think it's number one. That's they're the wheels that they're thinking. I'm not sure what they're called, mm. but that looks pretty cool. Like, um I don't know how aerodynamic they are, but. <laughs> It sort of seems a curved, slightly like angled versions of the wheels that you had on your previous uh, performance model three, Um, sort of slightly twisted. Yeah, yeah. Um, But hmm.
0: I I think, yeah, I think the dark looking ones look better than the light ones for sure. I I don't mind what they look like as long as they, I know in the past with the performance alloys, and they still do it, um, they're not asymmetrical. So you've got the wind pushing correctly on the one side, but the other side it's um it's not right. It's still they're all symmetrical shapes, so you're actually counterproductive with um, aerodynamic, yeah, uh, with the wind wind movement. So as long as it's asymmetrical, as long as the blades are facing the one way forward, then I think it'll be fine. It's it's a nice looking wheel, and I like how it's a bit twisted and slanted, as you said, Riz, to feel like it's sort of moving forward rather than yeah. stationary. <laughs> so yeah, that's no, cool. I like it. Uh so yeah I mean what do you think is, uh, is that is that uh, is is it is there room for three motors in the model 3 performance
1: um I don't think they would have three motors what what they would have is maybe beefed up um rear motor um the front I think is just going to be the way it is um I'm not sure like I'm the sort of person that likes sort of subtle cars so I quite like the fact that previously Tesla has done dual motor and to highlight that's a performance, there's a little red underline underneath it and on a red car like the one that you've seen, it sort of blends in. Um I might do what BYD owners do if 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 I ever do buy these vehicles is debatch that ludicrous badge and keep it as a memento. Um, <laughs> um, because you know, you don't want everybody to know what it is. It's a bit of a sleeper and uh I mean, that's completely opposite to the guys that buy single-motor cars and then put yeah. dual-motor and performance on them. and then
0: <laughs> so, You're, you're, you're down-badging,
1: not up-badging. I'm, I'm down-badging, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, but no, I think either way, it's exciting news. I think the specs would be quite interesting to see. Um, just on the Model 3 Highland, I think the first batch has arrived in Europe now. Mm. So customer deliveries are expected sort of next week. And it's the same in China. They're trying to time it before the end of October.
0: Mm. Yeah, cool. And I can see that um, in, part, in other markets like uh, Malaysia, I think, uh starting to display uh, the Highland in like shopping centres and things like that. So uh, hopefully uh, it won't be too long before we've got a, a showroom car to display here in Australia. Now, well, sitting in Melbourne my, showrooms.
1: Exactly. I had my runners on this morning. I thought I'll get the initial scoop. I went to Mulgrave around the corner from here and – um, in the showroom, they still had the old cars. I even did a drive around the back to have a look if there's any around, but no, nothing for our audience just yet, but you'll be one of the first people to know.
0: Oh, good, good. And uh, we're still looking for that shoe sponsor for Riz. So anyone from yeah. Adidas or Nike, yeah, drop a comment below. Or like <laughs> like
1: I said, on um, our Wednesday night stream, uh, Tim Cahill, if you've got any spare spare used boots that you're no longer using on the field, on the pitch, please send them through. <laughs>
0: Uh, Let's take some comments from the audience. So, Han saying, uh, current Dilemma Model 3 or BYD seal? Check out my comparison today. I released it last night, Uh, just on paper. But uh, yeah, obviously, no one's driven either car just yet. And Matthew saying, price point on BYD seal is very aggressive, keen to see what it does to the Model 3. Yeah, I I agree, Riz. It'd be good to see sales figures moving forward. I don't think it'll top Model 3, but I think it'll certainly give it a, a run for its money moving forward. Uh, Scott says the BYD in-car experience is really good. Yeah, I mean, it's not too yeah. bad in the Auto 3, especially with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Uh, and all right, Kushik is going to be just test-driving the Dolphin Premium in a few hours. Yeah, let us know how it goes on Wednesday or next Saturday. Cool. Um, seems like a bit of stock around in um, Model 3. Yeah, there is. Inventory stock has gone up and prices have gone down for Model 3 too. So looks like a good deal for now if you don't want to stalk.
1: I think nearly for a base Model 3 now. Yeah. Um... It would be fifty six, fifty seven thousand 57,000 in states like New South Wales wow. to buy it at the moment. And that's like a, it's the cheapest it's ever been. And it's a lot of car. Um, you know, the seal's a lot of car as well. But I think for what you get in a Model 3 today, if you don't want to waste a couple of months, keep an eye out on Tesla's inventory page. Yeah.
0: And from a selfish point of view, I'm, I'm happy I sold my car because prices have dropped a bit too. <laughs> Speaking of selling cars, let's just quickly uh, put out this sponsored link uh, from one of our viewers who is selling a Kia EV6 GT line, uh, MY2023, a beautiful looking vehicle, of course. I have driven a EV6 in the past a few times, and I'll just show you some photos here. So it's in red. Uh, it is starting at 86,818, but for Ludicrous Feed viewers, if you mention either Tom, myself or Riz or Ludicrous Feed. Uh, then you'll get $5,000 off the asking price straight away. So uh, go and uh, check this out. I'll leave a link in the video description below. As always, this is the Kia EV6 GT line sponsored listing by one of our viewers. So check that out in good time. Thanks very much. Okay, let's move on with uh, the rest of today's news. So Riz, I just wanted to quickly uh, just show this one as well. Uh, this was actually posted on X uh, by Rob from Sid EV, and he was just very impressed with a Sydney bus. And I've seen a few of these electric buses roaming around Sydney. They're just awesome, honestly. You're sitting around or even walking on the street, and you see one of these pass you. Um, and I'll just put the audio up. Just start again. How cool is that? Like, it's not. Silent, but it's just an electric hum rather than a diesel rattling past you.
1: Uh, just just what we need um, particularly uh, now that we know that you know the, some of the larger bus fleets emit so many so much emissions. And mm. you know, for most people, um this could be a good way of experiencing electric vehicles, right? Like buses, it's very affordable to get a ticket if you were. And you'd be pleasantly surprised. Um, a lot of them are uh, BYD underpinnings, from mm. what I understand. Um, I'm not sure about that particular model, but BYD seems to be a pretty big player in that. Um, I had my first r- accidental ride in one when I saw one of them pull over in Melbourne CBD. And I, as I came out of a building and I chased it down and took a two stop ride, and that <laughs> was it, was, it, was, it was just fascinating, just so smooth. And then where I got off, there were two diesel buses and the same bus stop behind me, Mm. and behind that electric bus, and it was just, yeah, chalk and cheese. Yeah.
0: I mean, even – I don't think I've actually sat in one yet, but, you know, having having sat in many diesel buses, like it's so uncomfortable if you ever get a wheel seat right. It just rattles every time, and it's just not comfortable. So having an electric bus is good for everyone, good for everyone's health, good for kids' health. I've seen these uh, buses uh, as school buses as well, so, you know – I wouldn't mind having my kids in an electric bus rather than a diesel bus. So, yeah, good work. Uh, let's take some more comments from the audience. Uh, we've got, uh, what do we got? Um, Gabby's saying, planning to buy a second EV to replace my second ice car, but not in a rush. Uh, hopefully more options in coming months. Uh, it would be a savings on maintenance over petrol. Yep, correct. Uh, Stephen's going to the BYD Brisbane store on Monday to see the seal. Fantastic. Why don't we segue into that? Uh, we've got some footage here. Uh, from Robert and Julie, who was very kind to let me share this. So let me put this up for you, everyone. Uh, so this was uh, taken from the BYD Mega Store launch in Brisbane from Robert Jules, who's in the stream right now. I can see. Uh, there we go. I'll show you some video there. BYD always throw the best parties. Uh, I look very neck and neck with MG, i got to say. But, they, you know, it's a great party. Everyone's having a good time, drinks, food. and looks like a pretty good place, really. It's very similar sort of in um, styling to the Sydney store we went to.
1: Yeah, it 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 is, and just for our viewers' interest, they are they're supposed to be. Well, they were calling it a mega store in the beginning, but then they've changed it, and they're calling it flagship stores now. So I think Alexandria and Sydney will remain the mega store. Where this is, they're calling it more of a flagship store. To me, it looks as good as a mega store. Uh, it's it's fantastic. They've got everything there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's in the same vein that you can just sit down in the cars. No one's going to hassle you too much. And if you want to ask questions, you can ask questions. Yeah, so there's just no pressure. I think that's the that's the way forward with, uh, you know, direct-to-consumer models. So well done, BYD. And let's see, there's some more pictures too. So there's uh, – is that Jules, Rob? Uh, I assume it would be. <laughs> Looking very happy in the vehicle. Uh, that's the Dolphin. There it is there in the car park. Oh sorry I'll just reduce the volume a bit sorry otherwise I'll get a copyright infringement there you go that's the seal right there uh in black beautiful looking vehicle Riz, Are you in the in the stream from BYD you said it was or something like it was as good as the Mercedes you uh, still stand I, by that
1: I, I I do I do I, I think Mercedes um like what you get in a Mercedes these days particularly the electric models if you're comparing electric for electric the seal is, in my opinion, a much better car than a Mercedes EQE. And that's 150 odd grand versus top range seal might be 75 grand with all on-road costs. Um, even in states that don't get any incentives. Uh, I I guess Rob and Jules were there. They had a they had a look at it. I I think they're like yeah, they're allowing people to sit in the car. I, I think it's pretty much there. Um, and yeah, just just everything about that car. It's it's much better in person.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I've got to agree with you. I've only I've only just... I just sat briefly in the EQE with you, Riz, when I was in Melbourne a few weeks ago. Um, I only had a brief look at the seal at the uh, Sydney launch. And it's oh, controversial, but gosh, the quality is very good in the seal. Um, there's just so much detail, so much refinement to it. And the EQE, I don't know, it's always a bit disappointing. Like, for the money you pay, you know, a lot of the parts are still very plastic looking, so... Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with these luxury brands. They've got to up their game a little bit if they want to go all electric. Uh,
1: from what I'm hearing in Europe, it's um, yeah, it's not it's not looking good for a lot of them, um, and they're losing big time in markets like China, which they were they made huge inroads on previously with their ice vehicles, um, and they were selling. They're not only making them in China, but they were also importing them into the country. And imports into China are at an all-time low, while Chinese exports for electric vehicles are at an all-time high. Mm. So even Chinese consumers now get it. That's why they're buying BYDs and NEOs and other brands um, over choosing, you know, if we had options for a NEO versus that's ground-up electric that's just really well-made, people would potentially consider that. Um, But, yeah, I guess it's... Seventy five grand versus hundred and fifty grand for a product that's far inferior to the Seal, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Well, we, our good friend Darren Young from Singapore, uh, I think currently is in Shanghai looking at uh, a mm. few EVs. So I think Neo is one of them. So we might have to get him back to get his thoughts on the Neo. Um, yeah, great to see his content on um, Insta and, and YouTube and X as well. So, yeah, check out Darren's work. Uh, so, Riz, someone's saying that, well, Scott's saying, yes, Riz is saying that BYD seals on par with Mercedes. And someone's saying they're going to put that quote on your headstone, Riz. Uh, I'm glad you're standing by it. <laughs> uh,
1: look, you've got it. <laughs> as long as it's not in Germany, I'm happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, it's good. I, I think I what I recommend is go and go into the BYD showroom, have a look at it for yourself. It's it's definitely worth checking out.
1: And and the caveat there is none of us have driven the seal yet. Yeah, but with all accounts, we've well, I mean we have had a chance to drive the EQE and I'm waiting, you know, I was a diehard BMW five series fan growing up. Okay. I'm waiting for the I five to come, mm. which is based on a nice platform once again. It's hundred and something thousand dollars, but if someone can sort of, you know, hold that, that would be BMW. So that's coming out, I think, before Christmas. So we'll stay tuned for
0: that one. Okay. Who's got that kind of cash? <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> it's 150 a, times grand. Are tough. Times are I tough. You. Times are tough. Come on. Seriously um anyway we'll see um yeah gaffer's saying if you if nothing else uh, back on the ev bus if you have you have to love an ev bus if you enjoy eating out yeah if you like uh what's called alfresco dining outside in the nice weather i hate the smell and noise when trying to enjoy a sidewalk meal or a coffee on the side uh yeah it's awful but ev buses yeah so good and we've got people saying it's like a jetson style vehicle hovercraft uh, yeah, Scott's saying, no-brainer for the cities, short trips, large populations, keep the air fresh. That, that's the thing. People keep talking about, you know, EVs potentially may not be as good for the environment, you know, because you're mining rare earths, but come on, just in the short looking just, you know, inside your own ecosystem, like how much better is it for our lungs uh, in our cities with, uh, you know, with with fresh air and uh, not diesel polluting the uh, local atmosphere? So that's one thing you've know, got, got to consider. think of your children as well. So. That's right. Robin Jules saying it's uh, look sounds like a spaceship. Love it. And zero tailpipes in the city. Cool. Awesome. Uh, good morning, Robert. Uh, sorry, Robert. Good morning, Paul. Thanks for joining us. Um, and tazzy has got a good point. Uh, Vancouver in Canada has had electric trolley buses for a long time. Yep. I've, uh, I've traveled to Canada a few times, and yes, they do sound very good. Uh, it was so weird when the bus stopped and no engine noise. Yeah, that's right. But they are, of course, on... Uh, electric tracks, and uh, the cables are above as well. Scott's saying, I always thought the Kia should have electrified the Stinger. Is uh, Now BYD have gone and done it for them. It, 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 Scott's right. It kind of does look like an electric Stinger, the seal. Uh,
1: that's uh, spot on, Scott. That's exactly what I thought. So mm. Sting, for those that um, are interested, the Kia Stinger GT was a quick V6 3.8-litre a um, vehicle that is a large sedan, like a Model S. Um, Kia is no longer making them anymore. Um, Kia may think about a sedan. Um, they've, they've, they've released the Kia EV4 concept, which I think will be a smaller sedan. But imagine a Kia EV8 or something <laughs> like that, based on the eGMP platform, but I think what BYD has from all accounts, it really is a sporty light sedan, which is what the Stinger was. Yeah. So just um, – and, and it looks good in person as well. Um, the Stinger GT was used by a lot of the police forces across the country as well at one stage uh, when the Holden Commodores were being phased out yeah. um, as highway, pres- well, highway patrol cars. But yeah, that's what we have imagined that. Imagine a future where you've got the likes of BYD SEALs as the police cars <laughs> <laughs> or well, Model nev- 3 performances.
0: Oh, exactly. You never know, right? I mean, an affordable car that can go 0 to 103.8 and catch the bad guys. Pretty quickly so i'm sure luke todd and uh his team will be very happy to speak to new south wales police and, and victoria police about this probably more engaging than some of the tesla folk <laughs> getting their cars into the force so yeah we'll see how you never know um there's the seal there in brisbane again this is shared by uh, one of our other viewers um jd media i think oh, sorry jd solar and ev so thanks very much Cool. Um I just want to make a quick correction. Thank you, Tazzy. I meant to say, yes, the the buses aren't on tracks. Uh they're just aerial connections up the top. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And he's also saying police spec BYD seal performance and look out bad guys. Yep, 100 percent Cool. Um Gaffer saying, speaking about police cars, did you see the post on X around the cyber truck with all the bullets dense oh. down the side? Oh, okay.
1: If we can we can transition into that, Tom. That's okay. uh just been just been announced uh, where there is a Cybertruck with potentially bullet holes. Oh well, <laughs> someone's trying to shoot into it. Um, I'll try and get that link.
0: Up. Yeah, I, I shouldn't laugh because this is a serious matter in the US, know, obviously with gun violence. So <laughs> there you go. we Can handle bullet gun a uh, bullet holes on the side there. Look at that. Pretty scary. So
1: obviously it's doing some sort of testing, um, and yeah, just. Looks like it's been off-roading and a whole lot of other things. Maybe it was on a movie set of some sort.
0: Uh, (laughs) Mad Max 10?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's insane, right? I mean, I just cannot imagine uh, living in a world where I have to worry about this too much. But obviously, this is a concern in the US uh, and other parts of the world at the moment. So, you know, this is uh, basically, for all intents and purposes, a stainless steel armoured vehicle that can withstand bullet holes. So... You know, if that was a concern for me, I'd be buying one of these QuickSmart.
1: Yeah, it seems to be, um, you know, one of those, the testing they're doing is pretty rigorous. Now we know that the Cybertruck will be, the first delivery event will be on the 30th of November. Mm-hmm. Um So that was sort of confirmed at the earnings call. Not sure whether it be employees or someone else getting them, but um, yeah, should be. Should be quite interesting to see the ruggedness of this truck on the road. Speaking of which, it looks like some of the specs have been released or high level specs out of the US with their safety um, and I think their regulation body. Um, Very interesting to get some details.
0: Yeah, so I think you're referring to this uh, X by Sawyer. Uh, here we go. So document states there are two Cybertruck variants, dual motor standard and triple motor as well for Cybertruck. Let's have a look. So there are the weights there. Um, what can we decipher from this?
1: So dual motor. Oh, that's um, for the semi. So Cybertruck, dual motor standard and then mm. tra- triple motor. Um Oh down here? Uh yeah, on that in that image up yeah, right there. It's yeah. a triple motor performance. Mm-hmm. Um 2024, so I guess that's the year build that they're aiming for. Mm. Um the in the plant of manufacturer, digit eleven, uh Reno uh Nevada, I think it's yeah, Nevada. that would be yep. for the semi, and Austin, Texas for the Cybertruck. Mm. Uh dual cab, and I guess. Uh, for digit five, dual cab, that would be, I'd say for the Cybertruck
0: mm.
1: and, uh, oh, interesting. Yep. Yeah, anyway, early details, but just still good to see.
0: Mm. Yeah. So October, th- no, sorry, November 30th for the Cybertruck release from Austin. So yeah, we-, we should probably talk a bit about the earnings call too, Riz, uh, a bit, uh, a bit pessimistic from Elon Musk about uh, earnings. <sighs>
1: Yeah, from all accounts, I guess he was trying to manage expectations for investors. Um, uh, they still have over twenty billion dollars of cash, um, and it seems that you know they are looking at maybe not going full steam ahead with their factory in Mexico and just pausing and seeing what they can do at Austin, which happens to be, I think, the largest manufacturing plant or automobile manufacturing plant in the world and they have a lot of land there and they have talent so they have you know engineers and others that are want to work at tesla i want to work at a cutting-edge facility like the texas factory where they're going to be building the cyber truck and they build the model Ys there um it's hard to relocate them to mexico to do a trial production run off the model two or the you know the mass market car so they might set up a Factory, uh, they might part, you know, partition some part of the factory or build new buildings to do that trial um, production run and maybe produce them out of there until they feel economic conditions are right for them to expand. So, because you need engineers on the ground when you're doing the first sort of trial production run on these things and make changes and iterations accordingly and perfect your different manufacturing methods. Um, And Model 2 is going to be a revolutionary car from the way it's built to get it to those cost levels, as they sort of spoke about um, at one of the earlier events this year. Mm. Um, So I think yeah, Elon's quite concerned about cost of things and uh, people's appetite to buy their vehicles. Um, I think he made an analogy. He said if if our cars cost the same as a Toyota RAV4, nobody would buy the Toyota RAV4. Mm. so he said we were working towards getting it to that way Um, but all in all um, you know Cybertruck is happening no mention of the semis but we're seeing more and more of them on the road and they're using it in a lot of their imagery so the image they shared in their investor deck showcased a Cybertruck three Cybertrucks on a trailer being sort of uh, hauled by uh Tesla semi. Mm-hmm. So there's more manufacturing of that and the economic times are going to improve, but at this stage, they are sort of a bit, you know, uh, concerned with what the world economic stability looks like. So interesting times, but they continue to release new models. So people will find a way to purchase them and, it's all heading towards electrification now anyway. So should be, next quarter should be better because this uh, last quarter had uh, downtime in factories due to upgrades for Model 3 Highland and for Cybertruck production as well. And I think the Model Y Juniper or whatever has been the next generation looks like. So next quarter will be a lot better. Which is Yeah, a
0: lot, there's a lot going on, Riz, uh, for sure. And it's good to see, you know, some physical sensibilities coming out of it too. You can't always be splashing money around and, you know, you still got to look after shareholders, make sure it is profitable and sustainable as well long term. So, yeah, no, it's good to see sensible Elon coming through as well, uh, keeping Tesla afloat. Uh, I wonder what that means for Cybertruck for overseas markets like Australia, if they're, you know, managing expectations with Cybertruck production in North America.
1: It, yeah, that's right. I think um, the fleet of 30 that's supposed to arrive at the port of Wollongong um, will be, you know, maybe more 2026. <laughs> but yeah, this, I, I think they said that uh, Elon expects mass or what they call volume production to be 5,000 units per week, uh, which is around 250,000 units a year. Um, so even with that, if they reckon they have over a million orders on them, that's four or five years of like full-scale production, unless they're planning on making that at a facility that doesn't exist today.
0: <laughs> and just back on the Cybertruck, they're such big cars, right? I mean, we've got a, a Ram in our neighborhood, and I was trying to do a three-point turn in my tight street, and it's just quite amusing to watch how big they are, so... <laughs> Uh, it'd be amusing to see those cyber trucks running around our narrow streets. Uh, I can't imagine them in North in, in Europe even, or in the UK where the streets are even narrower. So, interesting times. I think uh, if the car is heading to, if the world is heading towards, uh, you know, bigger type pickup trucks like that. Um, yeah, maybe not uh, have cyber light like a Cyberlight Cyberlight, yeah.
1: cyber light <laughs> truck, <Yeah>, baby cyber, yeah, <laughs> cyber,
0: <laughs> or a model three like a a utler or a truckler. Yeah, <laughs> uh, one of the I remember a fan made those kind of car, oh made that car out of a Model Three a few years ago. So interesting. Hmm. Um, let's take a quick break and just want to shout out to our sponsors once again: Car Warbox Wallbox, and EV. Uh, check those uh, discount codes in the video description below for Warbox and EV. Thank you very much to those three companies for sponsoring our stream as always. Uh, yes, got saying tank turn for three point turns. Yep, all good and yeah all driving tom that's true yep crab crab turning uh mini cyber yep yep and we've got uh we've got we've kenneth saying uh when my seal performance turns up we'll have two evs with my wife's Ado three extended all powered by the sun great work um and tazzy ev1 saying nyc large trucks fcvs are not allowed in multi-story car parks That might come a time in australia where that might happen riz uh, not allowed in you know tight spaces like that here too yeah,
1: it's um, yeah, this is this has got nothing to do with EVs, way more, and they'll bring the car parks down. Um, this is more, I think, just the fact that how large those vehicles actually are. Um, even some of the drive throughs around these fast food restaurants, oh, particularly yeah. the older ones, uh, you can see some of the older sites they don't they weren't accommodating for these big Utes. well, small compared to the Cybertruck, but these Ford Rangers and Theater high Hilux like they're just large they become larger and larger over the years and mm. a lot of them don't do very well that's why you see a whole lot of curb rashes on those youths and you see a whole lot of you know tire marks on those curbs along those drive throughs so mm. one day we'll get there we know where we aren't set up like a proper um, even car parks aren't set up to accommodate for that with heights Mm-hmm. Being a bit of a restriction, I'm not sure what the height of the Cybertruck is at its lowest level because apparently it's got mm-hmm. a bit of travel for its suspension.
0: Oh yeah, mm. yeah, interesting. I mean, a lot of uh, tradies, you know, work around the inner city, at least in Sydney, anyway. Uh, home renovations and things, and those those streets in the inner east are very tight. So yeah, might be fun to watch actually. Um, let's. Um, I'll just share this quickly as well, um, just to confirm that the Model Three. Oops, this one, Model Three, uh, is yeah, re- reduce their pricing. Uh, Tesla's reduced their pricing for Model Three in the inventory section. So we've got Eco Benny sharing this one, and yeah, you see if you qualify for a six thousand dollar rebate in Queensland. That's insane value, really. Mm. Uh, there's no, there's no what do you call it? Uh, a deadline either for the rebates in Queensland, as far as I know, just yet. Uh, means-tested that last three thousand dollars for household income under one hundred eighty thousand dollars. So, yeah, you can get yourself a Model 3 for a very good price at the moment. So, probably clearing the stock for Highland Model 3, Riz, I would have thought.
1: Yeah, I think this would be the last of the builds because we sort of know that m- pretty much most of August and September's production, well, partially August, but most of September's production has been the new Model 3 Highlands. So, um you know they're not making these old ones anymore so whatever is left over is basically what's being cleared it's still tremendous value like for anyone that's looking at this so we're talking about nearly a ten thousand dollar saving in some states compared to the new model so this is this that's wonderful
0: it's a huge saving and uh yeah get yourself a stalk for very very good price at the moment because there won't be a stalk in the new model three just letting you know um just wanted to put some comments up here. So, Gaffer's agreeing with you, Riz. One of his pet peeves is a uh, majority of us don't need to be driving around tanks on the road. So, true. I definitely don't need one. I wouldn't mind hiring one every now and then to get yeah. stuff from Bunnings or, or IKEA or whatever. <clears throat> but I don't need one day to day for sure.
1: So, Bunnings and Bun IKEA, an if you're listening, you've got to have them as your fleet cars.
0: Yes. Yes. Or even for rent out the front. Yeah. Like sometimes Bunnings exactly. does, right? Yeah. Uh, Tazzy's saying even in some cities in Australia there is small streets as well, yeah for sure not just mm-hmm. Sydney, and Melbourne for sure uh, massive vehicles they're bringing in, like the F-150 and Silverado won't fit <clears throat> or someone is backing up, so true um, and yeah Scott's thanking us, uh, thanking you Riz from Carloop, Wallbox and EV well done and uh, Billy's saying if you think about the evolution of ICE vehicles, the EV journey has only just begun I can't imagine where this will end but it will be exciting for sure mm-hmm Question from Alan. Good morning, guys. Do you think our Model Y will get a speed upgrade to match the same as the China version Model Y?
1: Oh, yes. I I would say so. Um, But one thing with Australia is we haven't seen any, let's say, new documentation around these new products yet. So I know there isn't a lot of difference when it comes to the old Model 3 and the new Model 3, but there is a performance difference in uh, the new Model Y of what's being sold. So I guess time will tell.
0: Mm. Okay. We'll see. Uh, You never know with Tesla, they can just drop uh, a performance upgrade anytime. So stay tuned. We'll keep you guys informed anyway. Uh, Is there a reason, question from Tazi Thalassan: is there a reason why the federal government in Australia doesn't offer incentives like other overseas countries do? I mean, there is the FBT discount, but no, there's no sort of blanket discount is there or rebate that the federal government is offering. You know, they, they were going to update their um, EV policy in a couple of years' time. So you would think, or I would, on my wish list, wish they would have a EV discount, a federal one, uh, that's not means-tested. And secondly, obviously, fuel efficiency standards as well to try and encourage more EVs into the country. So that'll be nice. Not everyone's an employee that can access uh, Novator leasing at the moment. So it'd be good to have something for everyone else as well. But good point there, Tazzy. Tazzy, thank you very much. Mm-hmm uh amanda Hemanto says a lot of talk has been made of the model 3 highland acoustic glass has anyone tested or driven the byd seal and advises of quietness and wire quality no one has driven it on australian roads yet outside of the byd team so hopefully one of us will i've put my name down for a, a test drive anyway from a, pe- a press car point of view and also just as a consumer who's ordered one so fingers crossed it'll happen soon Yeah, Scott, question for Riz there, or comment for Riz. Any of your EV sales should look good for 2023, I would have thought.
1: Yeah, we're already over 65,000 for the year, last time I checked, uh, which is nearly double what we had last year. So if that's the trajectory, we'll be looking at 80,000. Well, at the very least, I'd I'd say maybe 85,000 EVs by the end of the year. Mm. That's phenomenal. That's nearly... Nearly three folds, which you know, but I I think that's that's great. And the more models we get, I was um in Bendigo earlier this well last week, and um, I saw MG fours there. So there were a couple of them in regional towns as well already. So you know, the more of those we can get out there, and I can see on social media there's a lot of people ex- um, picking up the new vehicles. And Dolphins, I think start start very soon as well. Robin Jules may confirmed that so as there's more affordable vehicles coming in and people like you know more people have access to those um it I would say 85,000 by the end of the year is plausible
0: mm. yeah that's great um amazing right year on year uh, progress it's so good um question here from or how comments uh, byd seal clearance appears very low for australian roads speed humps and steep driveways could lead to some air damp rash i wouldn't say it's super low i mean you've got other performance cars that are quite low and it does help with aerodynamics uh just for clarification the byd seal is 1.8 centimeters lower than the tesla model 3 so if you've got a low driveway just be careful of that myself included i can fit my model s in my driveway no problem and i think the longer wheelbase for the BYD Seal compared to Model Three probably helps as well to get around uh, tight situations like that. Um, another way around is obviously those speed humps you can buy for your driveway. They can help get over, you know, those um, gradient changes too. So, <laughs> as Taz EV One says, um, you know, had a Ferrari, Lambo, set to drive on the same roads, um, uh, being them as low or lower than the Seal, um, I think they're pretty. I would think they would be more careful with those kind of vehicles <laughs> than the Seal. Yeah, we'll see. Um. Okay, and Robert Jules Riz is saying hopefully next week for Dolphin yeah. Deliveries. Awesome. And people are saying, yes, we do need a national uh, fuel emissions uh, target for sure and discounts too. I uh, just wanted to also confirm that you were chatting about this earlier in the stream, but uh, confirmed that uh, BYD Steel Performance got a $50 price drop today. Uh, That was a few days ago, making it eligible for EV rebates. In some states, particularly New South Wales, you can get uh, a performance seal for under that threshold, giving you a $3,000 rebate before 1st of January, 2024. So get in there and order if that's what you want. Um, Have a look at this, Riz. This is uh, Richard Laxton posted this. uh, How cool is this? A a shade over a uh, EV charging spot on the WA EV charging network. Amazing.
1: So, so these are the new uh sites going around and rich is doing a round Australia trip at the moment um f- starting in Victoria and he's gone all the way around basically the long way up and he will end up at in Perth in the coming coming weeks and yeah some of these sites are active and some of these sites still haven't been officially opened yet although they're ready so they've got these canopies um in the outback you know i think i think it's wonderful like people can travel long distances now he's you know doing it in a 2019 model 3 performance there um and yeah he seems to have had no issues on his journey so far and spotting cool charging sites like these ones that have just been commissioned so it's awesome to see that you know the guys in wa who are working on this network have really thought things through and have heard what people are looking for
0: yeah i mean i'm all for covered ev charging spots uh on my road trip in the Polestar down to Melbourne from Sydney and back again, the, uh, the ones in Barnawatha North were suffering from water, uh, water ingress. Uh, uh, yeah. Which is terrible because, you know, you know we would need these charges to work. We're going to do road trips, right? So it makes sense to cover them, so protect them from the elements and to cover you too, when you're plugging in uh, and, you know, trying to type in and activate these charges. So, and and, and if they have solar panels over the top, they even better. Well, that that's it, Tom. And,
1: Yesterday I was in Bendigo for a bit and I thought I'll quickly pull in and have a look at the Bendigo central charger. It's a charge Fox site for those that are familiar with Goulburn. It's very similar to that Oh no! Uh, in the back of a car park with um, no shade, two chargers out of four, not working. um, And there was rubbish on the ground. And like I said, no shade. It was a warmish, you know, morning with sun out. I I just, don't know how networks can continue to operate that way um, and not take any responsibility or ownership of the maintenance of the site. or And it's just, yeah, very disappointing where meanwhile you have in the outback, they're thinking about these sort of options and doing it properly. So, you know, operators like ChargeFox and others, if you're watching, this is this is the way it should be done.
0: Yep, yep. And Jasper, we are thinking of you uh, waiting for EV charges in the top end, Northern Territory, only a few in Darwin so far. So, yeah, I mean, the more there are in the Southern states, it'll start to infiltrate in the top as well. So,
1: I think EV Networks has plans to do a few more up in Northern Territory. And um, when this national rollout with NRMA happens, you'd, you know, it would, it, it should really involve in putting more charges up there.
0: Yeah, I know Richard, my friend from Outback Tesla on socials, have sh- has shared a few in Darwin that EV have installed too. So, yeah, it's getting there. It'd um, be great to have you know, a proper route from or the ATC charging route from Adelaide all the way to Darwin. Like that, That'd that be the dream, right? It'd be a great road trip one day. A uh, comment here from, um, where is it? Something about the Ford F-150 Lightning. Here we go. Ray Palmer's asking, what do we see with the Ford recall of the F-150 Lightnings? And Scott says, from Scott, certain 2020, sorry, from four twenty twenty two 2022 to twenty three models, F-150 Lightning, Platinum, and Lariat model trucks may have microscopic cracks in the outer lens of the rear light bar. So, okay. So not a a huge structural issue, but that's the reason for the recall. Interesting.
1: Um, For those interested, the F-150 Lightning, they had a production stop maybe last year for a few months from memory. Because they had issues with potentially battery fires or battery management. And dealers weren't allowed to sell vehicles for a period of time as well that they had them on the lot. So until Ford rectified whatever issue they had, I don't know if it was software or hardware or how they did it. But it's not the first time. And now in the US with um, union strikes, uh, Ford is also curbing production of the standard F-150 and F-150 Lightning. Mm. It doesn't It doesn't do any justice for, you know, EV production. And Ford has also, I think last time I checked, paused a multi-billion dollar um, EV battery factory that they were building in partnership with CATL because mm. they're just not sure if they're going to have the workers because of the workforce strikes um, in the future. To work on that, so they're pausing all most of their electric programs, which doesn't look good for this transition. Yeah,
0: no, that's right. We need uh, we need these brands to keep pumping out these EVs and to show that they're serious for sure. Oh, Tassie EV One saying Chuck Tass, which is uh, our good friend Charles <clears throat> Charles Gregory, is currently driving over to Perth in his Model Three for the National AevA Expo Conference, which of course is in early November. um That'd be a great journey, Riz, uh, <clears throat> uh, Sydney to Perth or Melbourne to Perth well he
1: is because i was, i thought i'll check plugshare for the new tesla charger in bendigo um and yeah i saw a lot his last check in was from him and that was oh. on like thursday or something and i was like where is he heading cuz i know he mentioned on a stream a couple of weeks ago that he was he was going to be uh, traveling somewhere so i think he was in <laughs> uh he, yeah he was in regional victoria 2 days ago
0: I reckon we'll need to get him on the stream once he makes his way across to Perth and get his experience. So Stay tuned, everyone. Um, Kenneth asking about the seal charge point, how to line up with a Tesla charger. Great, great question. It is on the back right port, suboptimal for Tesla superchargers, currently within its V2, V3 configuration. The cable's just not long enough. Once I get my seal, or if I do get my seal, I will show you guys how to do it. Um, You've just got to find a spot on the on the end of a supercharger that way you're not blocking two charge ports <clears throat> or two stalls because if you if you park in a normal charger you're gonna have to use the one on the on the other side and therefore inactivating that stall so uh there'll be a way
1: sure. um what about those drive-through bays uh in the mm-hmm. sense that you know some of them some of the newer sites have them and it would be interesting how the seal does their i'm not sure how many of them are open to non-teslas yet Mm. so there there are some sites i can think of there's one in melbourne that recently opened brighton it's a smaller site and i don't think it's open to non-tesla evs but those sort of larger sites with a couple of drive-through bays i think will be
0: helpful that's a good point riz yes there's one in Campbelltown. there's one in the blue mountains and the ones that just have a drive-through that's all the way through that's fine no problem you can probably park out a little bit and just block the road a little bit if that's okay Looks like you're just parking badly, but at least you're not blocking another stall. If it's like a a trailer one where you still got to back in, that might be a bit harder. You might have to stick out of the spot a little bit, again, blocking the road. But yeah, I'll, I'll find those examples uh, once we get, get the seal to test drive. Um, Gaffer says, time to get NRMA back on to tell us how the rollout is going. Hey, there's always an open invite. So that's a good question there, uh, Gaffer. Get one of the NMA reps to come on and tell us what's happening. I checked on the app recently. There's only still the three charges in New South Wales that are open at the moment for um, for, char- well, for fee-based charging anyway. Excuse me. Okay, so um, Tazi Thalison, why haven't the current charge installer bought one of the Tesla charges to see how they're doing and copy it? Good point. I suppose it's copyright, isn't it? Riz can't really copy it too closely. The current charging. St- uh, well, I'm assuming
1: that's… um European,
0: right? Or well, chem power? Yeah. Right?
1: Um, so, yeah, it's… it's um, I don't think, like, what we see on the outset and versus what Tesla does is very different. So, Tom, you've had a chance to, at least, even though it wasn't ready when we did our Canberra to… Oh, sorry, Sydney to Canberra and the MG4, hmm. the chem power charges… They're they're good in the way they look. They look small. It's sort of like a dispenser, sort of a layout like Tesla has for some of their charger models. But once again, they're so much different. The cables are so heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, so what Tesla is able to do with <laughs> their charging system, even with the V4s that are going live in US and Europe and Hong Kong, I think, um, the technology is so far ahead. Mm. And I think that that's what a lot of the charging manufacturers will struggle to sort of, you know, copy some of those insights into their products. Um, so, yeah, I haven't seen anything, any other product on the market that has cables that are as light as Tesla's
0: um, and that just always work. Yeah, correct. The reliability of the Tesla is just insane. Absolutely. Uh, and as Scott says, you know, uh, charge Fox need to pull their finger out at Port Macquarie in New South Wales. It's actually a really good site, Port Macquarie. It's right close to the service station and uh, all the other restaurants and things nearby. But unfortunately, it is it is always, bro- or very often broken. Again, it comes down, down to the reliability of uh, the tritium charges there. Sad, really.
1: So what we what we really need is, you know, either a national standard or a code that charge point operators need to follow in terms of the reliability, in terms of maintenance, cleanliness, uh, all of those things and how it gets managed. It's, you know, charge point operators need to be accountable for some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't run a network like ChargeFox and say, Oh, we are the largest network, but hang on. We don't deal with the charges mm. because it someone has to be accountable for that sort of a thing. Um, So you can't make marketing claims about that without actually fixing them and keeping them maintained yep. because even though you may not own the asset, the end user, which is us EV drivers, use it and we want to ensure that it works. And that's why more and more people will install Tesla apps even if you drive a non-Tesla um, because, you know, you at least have, you know, it will work. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm actually BYD. Arrow 3 I'm still trying to get an understanding of whether that problem has been fixed or not mm. with ATO3s not being able to charge at the V3 superchargers.
0: Yeah, so if you have an Arrow 3 go check it out for us, please, and let us know mm. in socials. That'd be good. I agree, Riz. Uh, I think ChargeFox needs to have some accountability. I know they keep pointing fingers at Tritium. Tritium points fingers at the uh, proprietors who own these assets. Someone's going to be reliable, accountable for this, you know. It's got to be some sort of maintenance schedule or update schedule or something. Otherwise, it's it's going to be counterproductive to EV uptake in Australia. If uh, people keep reporting broken charges, long queues, it doesn't help the the EV uptake for sure.
1: Or competition. If we get more competition, so BP Pulse, yes. a lot of their sites. I I haven't come across any of the sites that's been broken yet. Mm-hmm. And they're generally fairly well-maintained because they're part of the petrol station. So they're yep. giving the right training to the attendants at the petrol station to make sure that it's sort of managed and maintained. They're generally pretty clean. Mm-hmm. Um, would like to think more competition will help lift some of this game other because people will stop going to these sites.
0: Yeah, correct. And same with Apple too. They own the assets. And EV, EVIE, at least, uh, you know, they've got some vertical integration where they actually own the assets too. So that I think that's probably... A safer model for reliability. I know ChargeFox has a bigger network, but their model is uh, sometimes a bit dubious when they do break down. So, yeah, we'll keep you guys posted anyway of uh, what's happening. Uh, Tazzy's here saying asking about Charles to do a live feed. We'll get him on for sure. And Tazzy EV1 saying, um, yeah, he's got a Charles on Charge page. Good name too. I'll quickly whip through the end-of-life Toyota Camry chat I can see in the stream there. Uh, Scott saying, I noticed on Toyota's Japan website saying Camry will cease production for its home market in late December 2023. Hmm. Model 3 is probably already taking over. There's Model 3s everywhere on our roads now. It's kind of the new Camry, as my colleague said at work. So it's, he's not wrong. They are everywhere. Um, Tazitha Thales saying the Kona has a charge port on the front. So that does hmm. help, of course, with superchargers right Palmer, quick question do you feel the canceled ev tax in victoria will be shifted to the charging infrastructure to be like the fuel excise I, I think there'll probably be a federal road user charge i think moving forward uh we'll talk about that bit more in future and of course Gaffa saying the v4 superchargers here with longer cables we do need that very quickly um let's see quickly next few weeks show should also have pricing and specs of the new 2024 kona yep excellent um, I've got confirmation from Hyundai Australia that I will be very close to the top for a press card loan. So keep, uh, stay tuned, everyone. I'll get a review very shortly of that. Uh, no extension cables for superchargers. That seems a bit dangerous to me at the moment, <laughs> plugging in DC's uh, extension cord. Uh, we'll see anyway. Um, and let's see. Yes. Scott's talking about plugging in in the rain. Always press the plug against my shirt, walk to the port and plug in straight away. Keep it dry and you should be fine. I mean, they were all... IP 66 rated anyway, so insulated against the elements. Um, and qu- comment for you, Riz, carrot and stick, there needs to be incentives that make it worth their while to keep up with the maintenance. Yep, true. But also needs to be penalties when they stuff up. Yep.
1: I, th- I think with more competition, Gaffer, it's going to be quite, um, you know, the, the, the stick would be that people will stop using it, which means the hosts won't be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, then you know it, it's it's just the way it's going to work. And with companies like you know, bring BP up again when they're trying to offer um, you know variable prices on their charges when and encouraging people to charge at different times. And some networks also thinking about bringing in idle fees and other things. As long as they listen to the EV drivers, um, those sites that are like Goldburn or in this case, Ballarat and others that aren't maintained, people stop going to them.
0: Yeah, correct. And yeah, Tazi Thalassan's right. Tesla laughing all, way, all the way to the bank with their charging stations, you know, uptime, reliability, all that. Yeah. Tesla supercharger network. That's why they're number one for sure. Um, NBN has 12 hour deadline to fix faults. Okay. Maybe we need to implement something like that, a national sort of uh, accountability scheme. Everyone, we're coming up to, well, we have actually passed an hour. There's so much to talk about, but I just want to quickly whip through some more stories uh, from the rest of the stream. Um, let's put this one up real quick. So in North America, the, um, the companies or the OEMs that have signed on to the NACS or North American Charging Standard, there you go. There's a few of them now, uh, almost losing track. And, of course, no surprises, Toyota Group is not there yet. Uh, BMW is not there. Just
1: recently changed. So that BMW Uh, Rolls-Royce is now part of it. And so is Toyota. I'm not sure about their sub-brands like Lexus, Suzuki and others. That's a big thing for Toyota to say for their future EVs from 2025 onwards, they will have adopted the NACS plug. Um, But I guess we're yet to see what those EVs look like.
0: (laughs) That's right um I, I just quickly i actually sat in a lexus rz 450e in the states when i was there recently uh i ordered an uber green and uh yeah there you go uh not too bad honestly uh, um the, the guy who was driving it was pretty happy with it so uh yeah yet to drive on here in australia of course but there you go that's a, a little snapshot of uh slightly out of date list of uh, north american charging standard uh, oems at the moment Um, And just quickly as well, uh, a Kia EV9 was spotted in Castle Hill in Sydney's northwest. Uh, I've reached out to Kia this week, no comment just yet. So hopefully a launch date soon for the Kia EV9. Pretty boxy looking thing, but you know, seven seater, it's a good compromise Mm. for a roomy vehicle. And this one also DHL uh, supply chain launches its first Australian EV truck. So that's pretty cool to see. Uh, five and a half ton pl- payload. It's a Volvo FL 600 volt motor, uh, four 66 kilowatt hour Gen 2 battery packs. So, hopefully, we'll see more of these to complement the electric trucks, uh, electric buses. Riz, uh, nice and quiet on our streets moving forward. Mm. Very nice. And to finish off, Riz, I know you like your small cars, so this is something you want to talk about. This is the Liu Ludo's amazing EV system ecosystem. Yeah,
1: so uh, you know we were talking about large cars like Cybertrucks and other things, but here's sort of I think this video covers a few micro cars that exist in China. Um, I mean, just looking at them, I, I know they're small and tiny, but we need that as a solution for some of the inner city go gets of the world to adopt. Just as we want IKEA and Bunnings to have a fleet of Cybertrucks that we can <laughs> rent to get our goods delivered in um so yeah it seems to be that you know china has a few microcars as he'll just walk past um that we just don't have at the moment in australia maybe the design rules safety conditions whatever they are but there needs to be a place for these vehicles as well easy to park easy to get around for rentals in inner city areas this makes perfect sense
0: yeah, that's right, particularly with uh, more people living in the in the densely populated areas of uh, in the Sydney, in the Melbourne, inner Brisbane. So yeah, cool. Um, all right, we might wrap up there very shortly. Um uh, thanks Riz for that uh, share of that video. But uh comments on uh yeah, HG Rider saying Woolworths have EV trucks in Sydney. That's true. I've spotted them as well. And just a quick comment about WLTP. I think WLTP is more accurate on urban roads. When you hit the highway going at 100, 110, I think you can easily minus 20% of uh, a stated range. For example, the Polestar two, I drove from Sydney to Melbourne. I was getting more like 400 to 450 driving at 110 kilometers an hour. Definitely a huge drop from the 600 plus kilometer range. They uh, advertise on the website. So I'd say probably at least 20%, 25% drop on the highway. I think most people have uh, experienced that too. Uh, Thanks Scott for the EV nine there. Uh, just share this. Well, I shared that earlier. The that's the registration there. EV nine station wagon in white, 2023, recently registered in New South Wales. Thank you. Um, and there we go. Yes, we do need more small EV hatches. Big market out there for sure. Riz, thank you very much again for your time. As always, on a Saturday morning, so good to have you and your insights.
1: Always great to be on, Tom. And I think that everyone that contributes to our wednesday and saturday streams it's amazing because you know without you guys and girls there's no community that we have so doing everything that we do and we continue to spread the good word around the vehicles that are coming up and all the fun things that are happening globally and here in australia um, at least we have something to be optimistic about moving forward
0: yeah, that's right. We love chatting EVs. That's why we do two shows, and we always run out of time because there's just so much to chat about. And as Riz said, without you guys and girls in the uh, chat, there's no show. Like Honestly, the, the live streams are what they are because of the engagement you put in, in the live chat. So thank you for joining us on a Saturday morning. So good to have you. If you're watching replay, replay, uh, leave a comment as well. I read every single comment, and thank you so much for listening to us on audio podcasts. And uh, as Riz said, we'll see you on Wednesday night with Rahul, as always. And we'll try and get Charles as well on a future live stream to chat about his drive from Sydney to Perth in his Tesla Model 3. Thanks, everyone. And until the next Ludicrous Feed Live, happy charging. Thank you, Riz. See you around. Bye, everyone.